irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to Sam in the Morning with Cherie right here on LA Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, June 29. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you know it very well, right? Because yes. July is coming up. What uh, the hell? When does this happen? Wasn't it just Memorial Day? Now it was, right? July. I can't Fourth of July it. on Monday, which is uh, really cool. You know, yeah. we've needed a three-day weekend, I think. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. How you doing, Cherie? I'm doing fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I'm put out there right now. Sam is amazing because I come in storming left and right, like. You know, men. I just I'm so freaking mad right now. <laughs> I don't know where to start. You know, I just like sometimes it's like when you know you're doing something wrong and you're called out on it. Why do you do it again? Yeah. Is it like I feel like sometimes this person is getting off because I get mad. Like they enjoy making me jealous. Like I wow. think it's a sick thing. And now he's got the girl doing it. Like to say, oh, well, I'm not posting anything, but yet then he'll have the girl uh-huh. tag him and stuff. It's just right. so childish and immature. And I don't have time for it. Um, for, the, for those who haven't heard, this oh, yeah. is, uh, yeah, this is um, uh, Cherie's ongoing relationship now, rather new. And uh, yeah, so you're going through some uh, tumultuous times. Yeah, it's pretty new, and um, it's just, it was an interesting thing. He had a trip to p- plan. It was a business trip planned with um, a lot of people, but this one particular girl who joined along. Um, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm the new chick, whatever. You go do your thing, right? Um, yeah. But then there's <laughs> pictures going up left and right, and, and I understand yeah, that. that's not right. Yeah, yeah. maybe if you want to go and you're exploring the city, as he says, because he, he you know, does text and call from China all the time. Mm-hmm. However, it's just um, he knew that bothered me. He, we ca- he called me yesterday. We had a discussion. And then he, he freaking had her put a picture up. <laughs> of them and then he liked a comment when someone's like oh too cute it's just so stupid and you know to say LA's a small world it it really is because you guys yesterday I was having lunch with someone who randomly I was asking her opinion about the situation because sometimes you know we can overreact when our emotions are involved so I'm like let me see what she has to say about it because she's pretty level-headed and um, pretty wise and she was like you know what I don't think it's all that bad but then she saw the girl. She says, oh, that's... Oh, I almost said his name. That's such and such girl's, girl's friend. Uh-huh. And um, so she knows the girl's boyfriend. Like, how small oh, is this world? <laughs> and so I'm like, look, these, you know, this guy might be like a cool dude, but he's in his 20s. He's very naive. He doesn't know what the hell is going on in, mm. you know, yeah. Chinatown. That's true, uh, right? You know, I'm yeah. not naive. I've, I've been through this already. I know. Even if, you know what, Sam? Even if there's no sex involved between the two of these people, because she supposedly has a girl, a boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. Flying in the air for 15 hours, hanging out every day until your business. By the way, there was only one business picture put up. <laughs> uh, imagine that. Okay. Oh, and whoa. you're on a plane with someone for 15 hours. You're right. Now I find out not only stay in the same hotel room, there's no extra bed in that hotel room. Wow. And I'm like, okay. He's like, so well, he I told can, you like, that? Yeah, he did. Really? That's the only thing I got to give him in, in respect. He said, 
He says, I, I told you how I wanted to talk to you about everything. I didn't want you to, you know, to freak out. He says, if I had something to hide, I would not tell you. Yeah, right, she, right. We, he's like, it's a business situation. I got screwed up. They even screwed up the, the tickets for the event or whatever, the plane ride. They were supposed to have a different seating arrangement or like first class and ended up in regular. I don't know what exactly happened. So I understand for financial reasons, but then get a damn cot or someone sleep on the sofa. <laughs> yeah, right. But he said, um, he did admit to it. He says, why would it, if I'm going to admit to anything, why would I could just say, no, she's in another hotel room. Right, exactly. Or I can say, no, there is separate beds. He's like, but to answer your question, he says, I've never, ever had sex with her. He mm. says, I promise you that. Um, I said I didn't ask that question. I just asked if there was another bed. He says, I know. He says, but I want to let you know. So my question to you, Sam, is if he's going to be honest about all that, then why wouldn't, you know, is he being honest about the sex thing? Because he could easily have told me. I would not know. She's in a different hotel room or they have separate beds. But he didn't. He was very honest about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's hard to say, you know, not being there. And I don't know the guy at all. So it's hard to say. But... uh, but look, I mean, you can you can think of maybe it's just uh, reverse psychology, maybe. You know, maybe he's saying, well, if I tell her this, she won't suspect anything. I don't know. I don't know, because I, I know don't want to say that. I, w- I want to make yeah. you feel good that it's indeed he's being honest and all that stuff. Yeah, you the know? thing that, the only thing that confuses me, like my friend Faye, who I told you was going to come on the show, and also with Lee, all my girlfriends are like, God, you know, they can't even get their guys who live here to call him and text him and this guy he goes like he's pretty much home based here right. it just happened that he is, he really is doing a big event there and he's I don't know if you're into basketball mm. but doing things with like Kobe Bryant the whole thing and wow. he um but he'll call me from New York or Asia. He will call. He will text. And I'm like, these girls can't even get a guy in the same city to do that. Yeah. And she, he, when he was on the phone with me, he called me before the WhatsApp app. And he said, Desiree was telling me about it. It's really easy. He's like, you use it through Facebook. And I can hear in the background. So it was like... It was like more of a friend thing. Like, yeah, this is how you can stay in touch with her. So it, it's a very fine line. Yeah, I think you're reading a lot into it. I know I am, you guys. Yeah, I'm you are. And coffee. you're making yourself crazy because you can't know what's going well, on. Well, I was cool with it once we uh, spoke yesterday. And yeah. he was really upset because I knew he had to go speech, uh, do a big speech after. I said, look, I don't want you to go out there, kick ass, don't worry about it, whatever. Even though I think he gave him a handle. <laughs> but now, um, and everything's fine. And I'm like, oh, good. He hasn't been putting anything up. And then this morning, she put something up of them two. And her body language is totally leaned in toward him. He's pretty straightforward, but she's all into him. Yeah. And someone put, oh, too cute. And he liked it. I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Sorry, you guys. I know yeah. I'm talking in circles, but it's. I feel like I've told no, Sam a lot okay. of the that's details, where, that's and where I need you, to catch uh... them up. <laughs> and I, you know, when you first find out something, and you're so like, "What the?" F-? You, so your mind's going a mile a minute, right? Then so you that's want what's to tell happening. Somebody, so yeah. I don't mean to sound like super fast and really like a spaz, but I feel like that right it's now. Okay, I'm sure people can relate to it. I think I it happens a lot. Yeah, you know? and I, I'm, I'm just so puzzled by it because I feel like if he knew that, I know him, and he would, he's going to say, "Why well, didn't?" put that up she did you see i'm not putting anything else up right he didn't have to allow that though yeah i don't know the, the thing is all i'm seeing is the the entire trip you guys are back and forth as far as to what he's doing and what he's not yeah and, i mean you know yeah just uh, you know what i would suggest just wait till he comes back and then see what happens really because i was gonna him. block him and everything really? and i was like i can't because i don't want to see that that's i feel like why would you deliberately do, oh and by the way you know mm. this stuff i don't on the whatsapp <laughs> app right you know a little bit about it just a little okay. I just, only every time like we had had a conversation but i see that 
oh, pray to God he's not he's not listening. When someone is on the app, okay, right? But when if you have a conversation like thing with someone, right? Okay. And if they keep going back to it, uh-huh. and every time they go back and read your conversation, doesn't it show? Because I'll see the weird things, Sam. It'll say seen at like ten oh four, and then yeah. seen at twelve twenty. I think that what I think what it means is that's when the person was on the app. I don't think they were looking at your text at that point. Okay, because someone said yeah. because it wouldn't show like someone else's app. It wouldn't show if they were talking. It, if it says yours is seen and then seen again, it's yours because it's only mm. the two of it's only me and his conversation. Okay, because I I can't. Uh, I didn't know how that works, but I'm yeah. like maybe he's going back and maybe it's true. It. I don't know, but to me, I just thought when it says that that uh, that's when the person was on the app last. Maybe you know? because it said seen. It keeps saying seen right, at 1004. Seen at I thought they mean that the person is last seen, but maybe you're right. Maybe they looked at it again. Yeah, it was. It's Although only it on when I'm saying sense. it's seen. It's on our conversation. Link. Right. I know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Probably it makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I, I wanted to ask you because I'm not point. too familiar with it. But. I know. I, I'm not either. You know, I just, uh, I have a friend overseas, so we're communicating like this now. But yeah. normally I never do, you know, because we have text messaging. So yeah. Yeah. But uh, look, I mean, obviously this guy's important to you. So I hope. Uh, uh, so I hope everything works out and you know, when it comes back and with maybe these women and not even so much men you guys I'm not dogging men because there are women out there like I personally think she knows that it's bothering me because he talks about I'm sure he's like this is upsetting Sharia or whatever she is getting off on that she like women some women are really bad about that they yeah. like that and I think it makes her feel important <laughs> because it, that's that would ridiculous be sad. Yeah. That, but why else would, would that yeah. be going on I don't know. I don't you know. know. Maybe she's thinking totally differently from you. You know, I mean, I don't know if she thinks that it's a big deal. Well, she's sitting there telling this person, this the my guy or whatever, that her she doesn't even want that guy who she's with and he wants her and blah, blah, blah. Right, Whereas but this, that's what you guys tell you that she says. I mean, I don't know. why would he it's lie? It's like hearsay. I'm not saying he's lying. He would it's want just, me to think she has a boyfriend. Right. No, I'm not saying he's lying, but... Uh, but maybe uh, all I'm saying is it's hearsay. You don't know what she said. You just have it filtered through another person. And uh, all I'm saying is give it a benefit of a doubt. You know, give it like maybe maybe he's okay. And you know, and I'm sure that yeah. that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's I think it's her being manipulative because the right. person who knew her boyfriend who I met at lunch, which was so odd, right. um, is sitting there thinking they're in this relationship. I think she's just telling this guy what he wants and she's in a relationship with this person and then she's going to the guy that's my guy right now and right. saying whatever to seem more desirable to him. Like, oh, he wants me, but I don't really want him. Yeah. But yet, there are pictures of those people everywhere. Those yeah. two together. Yeah. That's what I say. Social media is awful for relationships, you guys. It really is, you know. And, and Or just uh, be respectful. Yeah. You don't have... You can really, if you like someone you don't have to like he said we're new and we don't know where we're going I understand that but there's a fine line of being respectful I just said we there really is you can handle yeah. things differently no absolutely that I even if you're not in a relationship if you met someone before you left and didn't expect it and you like them at least send them some videos or look at this cool building or this or that right yeah well, maybe it's too new, Sheree, and maybe he's sharing that with other people, or I don't know. I it doesn't seem to make sense to it me. It doesn't, right? And no. I didn't. He every day since I met him, we had been together. I didn't. And Sam, there were times I tried to end it the weekend before. Yeah, he didn't want it over. He got really upset about it. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, hold that thought because our oh, guest our is going to call in. Not yet, but I, I do want to introduce her before. So we, yeah, ju- we yeah. just sprung out with this call. Uh, we're going to talk to Megan Cavallari, and she's a composer, musician, and producer of uh, who creates music. And she's won a lot of awards, uh, scored some movies we know. So it should be pretty cool. You know? I know. She's into charity and all that stuff. So it sounds pretty cool. And... Um, I found some of her music, too, so we'll play some of that, too. Oh, good. Yeah. So I, I hope I pronounced her last name correctly. Cavallari or yeah, Cavallari it, or... Because so it's Italian, you know? Yeah, I think it's Cavallari. Uh, that's think, what I, I think, think that's so, what you said, too. Yeah. yeah, we'll ask her. You're pretty good. I mean, w- remember that guest for um, Phantom Rose? <laughs> right. I don't know how you got her name right. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was impressed with that. Well, because many times... Um, uh, like uh, foreign names are spelled in English phonetically, so it's easy to sort of like you just kind of read what it says, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, here comes our call, so uh, we're going to pick up the call for Megan. Are you with us, Megan? Yes, I am. Yes. Hi, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Great. Great. Megan Cavallari, right? Are we saying it Is correctly? It's correct. <gasps> okay. Yay, there we, we go. Got it. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> Uh, great, Megan. Thank you for calling us this morning. Where are you calling us from? I'm from Studio City, California here, right um, between, oh, wow. uh, if you know the city, um, I'm between Mulholland and Ventura. Oh, oh wow. Exactly where you are. You're not too far from us. Not at all. Okay. She's she's on the hills. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Sounds right. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to live. There you go. Uh <laughs> Well, maybe next time you'll be able to come on the show. I'm sure we're going to make the time pleasant for you today. And uh, maybe you can stop by because we're essentially down the street from you. But uh, but thank you for calling in, Megan. So I introduced you as a composer, musician, and producer. Uh, you create music for, uh, for what? Tell us. I create music for uh, features, for television, for opera, for pop songs, for commercials, for just about anything, uh, stage musicals, <laughs> people will pay me to write. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's pretty cool. That's, and that's awesome. I know. Across the board. So how did you, I mean, how did you go? I, I would imagine you did this for fun in the beginning and stuff, but how did you get into it professionally? Well, you know, I got in it professionally really young. I got it in it when I was 15. The um, uh, the Slockware Players Club was doing their spring musical, and um, basically half the grown-ups said, let's let Megan write the music, because I had been writing music for quite a while by then. And the other half of the grown-ups said, we can't let a 15-year-old girl do our <laughs> spring production. What are we, crazy? We'll go bankrupt. Yeah. So it was the first time I saw, like, adults arguing over me. And I was, <laughs> you know, I was just completely, like, I didn't even know what was going on. I was just like, really interesting. Wow. But I learned an important lesson, and that was that you got to find your people. Like, there are adults passionately arguing for me, and there yeah. were adults passionately arguing against me. Right. So I, like, learned an a really important lesson that you got to find your people who want you and there's going to be people who are not going to want you under any circumstance. Yeah, but that was like a really great lesson. And then, then they paid me $75 to write speech out. Oh I was like, wow, yeah. I can get for doing something I love. Uh-huh. And so that's, that's when it all started. And wow. then, you know, 
I just, you know, it was it was a blessing because I was just like, oh my God, I I'm just have I just have to write music for a living. I just have to do it. So there's sort of no fallback position except for like conducting. Uh-huh. So it was sort of like it's all I could do. Uh-huh. Well, so you're conducting <laughs> like, <right> already. Conduct, <laughs> you know, those are like the fallback positions for me. Well. So, I couldn't even get a job working at Virgin Megastore, like so, like when there used to be records and CDs. Right, and right. Even first, I tried getting jobs there, and I was always turned down. So I was like, oh, my God, I, I better get a commercial so I can pay my rent. <laughs> yeah. It was like that. It was, it was just like completely like I, I couldn't get a job yeah. waiting tables. I mean, it was like, <laughs> wow. I can yeah. only do music. Stuff. You could that's only like do a music. blessing in disguise. That's no like, skill set. <laughs> but that's like the world trying to tell you to do you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of a blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, I couldn't do anything else. Yeah. So it was that, sort of like. Yeah, you're very I fortunate, I think, in that way, you know, because you're focused in that way, like Sheree was saying, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know what you're meant to do from an early age. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. now, what what kind of music did you uh, compose in the beginning when you were young? What kind of a genre was it? Well, when you're first, when I was first young, I write about like you know boys, you right. know, basically boys I couldn't talk to because I, you know, pain, I'm painfully shy. I like work in my cave, which is a studio garage, uh-huh. and I'm just in my cave writing and like my assistants come over and my musicians come over and it's like my sacred cave because <laughs> I'm into hockey and I have all kinds of hockey gear and all kinds <laughs> of and all kinds of stuff it's completely dark uh-huh. I didn't even turn on the lights <laughs> uh-huh. wow <laughs> I love yeah. it I love my cave I just came out of my cave I was just like doing some hip hop stuff and I was just like oh doing this atmosphere meets hip hop stuff just now this morning for a couple hours that was really really cool that's so, cool so you know, getting your cave and right that's what that's what you have to do every day yeah did you grow up yeah. here in LA I grew up in Philly oh in that Philly the- I like that wow so at, w- <laughs> at what point did you move to LA I moved to LA um, with my graduate school musical I came mm-hmm. from NYU and it was um, having a reading at the Mark Taper Forum, and then I was um, lucky enough to um, meet Danny Elfman through Richard Kraft, mm-hmm. who's been my mentor forever, and I started working on Nightmare Before Christmas with Danny, and nice. I was lucky oh, wow. to work with him up until Dolores Claiborne and, and um, assist him in a lot of stuff, and he taught me so much stuff, and Richard Kraft, and then I worked for a guy named Jerry Goldsmith for a bit, and then he taught me how to write some more music, and then I worked for Ed Shermer. And so it was really my film scoring school was just to work with these geniuses. Yeah. There's no, way to, no other way to describe it. So that was my film scoring school, and then I always wrote songs along the way. You know, I always wrote tons of musicals and tons of pop songs and tons of that sort of stuff. And um, But I stayed away from the pop music thing because there was always stuff songs are so needed on television yeah mm-hmm. so right now I'm, I'm finally entering uh, pop the pop world which is really interesting like on a publishing level uh-huh. because um, they want pop songs for a certain artist done a certain way in a certain key done this way da 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 they want, they want a lot of stuff yeah. when you're given notes for pop songs so it's really fascinating because um, I thought you just wrote a pop song and then yeah. and it's somebody but it's actually you know they they know what they're looking for 
So it's it's actually I'm, I'm learning a new skill right now. So it's it's very exciting for me. What, what is your favorite thing to do? Films or um, yeah, or musicals? Yeah, or I mean you have you're all songs. over the place. Uh, what is your favorite? I gotta <laughs> say. Getting a check. <laughs> Wait, what was no, that? You know what? I, I love writing music. Yeah. I just love every genre. When I'm on the feature, it's my favorite genre to write. When I'm on the TV show, it's my favorite genre to write. You know? Yeah. Right. I'm writing an opera now. It's my favorite genre to write. If I'm writing an animated musical, that's my favorite genre. I mean, it really, I just dive into it so deeply you know, if I, if whatever I'm writing, if I'm co-writing with someone, it's like that's the best collaboration ever. You know, mm. it's it's like that. You just you're in the moment in of it. Passionately, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds good. That's, and I, I see yeah. here now you've been working with the LA Kings too, and you mentioned hockey and everything. What do you do yeah. for the LA Kings? Um, for the LA Kings, I do everything from um, whatever whatever they really ask, from like um, Bailey's their mascot to excitement music um, from the crowd from when the Kings come on to commercials to um, all the greenery of they're greening the Staples Center so there there's a lot of stuff going on about that to the players saying you know this and that and like the things they like and the different campaigns they have I didn't do this or that but there's a lot of other campaigns that I did so um, they want the players to know the audience so they need some like crowd music that's really going to get the, the players up. And I also write for the um, farm team for the, the um, Capitals, mm. Washington Capitals. Nice. So I sort of have this, like, NHL niche. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So people do manage to find you everywhere. Right? Yeah. It's, like, so pathetic. I'm, like, still getting out my gear and putting on my gear and, like, saying a prayer that my herniated discs don't become more herniated right. <laughs> when oh, I don't no. get a concussion. Right. Now, like, you know, now an older, older, you know, I was, before I was like, yeah, let's get out there. Now I'm like, okay, let's make sure no broken bones in my teeth are okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah. Get out and hockey. There's no hesitation. No, no huh? hesitation. Right? Yeah, no. wow. That's very like interesting. We, we could talk. Hour, you just know. <laughs> yeah, we could talk to you about hockey for a whole hour, you know, but uh, I wanted to focus on the music. So uh, I see also that you sing, right? I mean, I found a few songs yeah, too. I sang on Nightmare for Christmas and I've sung on, wow. on, 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 gosh, probably 30 albums, but mostly my, myself. Wow, oh, awesome. yeah. Very cool. So I, I, and yeah, um, sang a lot on all kinds of things. Um, didn't want to go on the road for nine months out of the year. Mm. That mm-hmm. really um, appealed to me, um, either as a conductor or a singer. I'm sort of a homebody, so film composing is like your cave, you're in your home. Uh, if you, you know, I, I never had the necessity to go out and sing or play keyboards for a band or, or anything like that. I, I went on tour with musicals mm. and uh, and I had enough of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can show up, you know, for the premiere, go, go through rehearsals. And, and, and if it's with anything with Julie Boyd, I, I love her direction, I'll mm. do that. Okay. And, um, but that's usually like four weeks at one place. Oh, I was going to ask, like, what was the longest you were on tour for? Oh, Eight months. Oh, wow. That's wow. crazy. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's a you long know, you time. You think about that. You think it'd be fun, but it's like, that's exhausting. Yeah, it really is. You miss I mean, I'm sure it's fun, too, but 
It's know. fun, and it's um, when you have Kevin McCollum, who you know, who's so amazing producing your stuff. He's top top form producer and knows what he wants. That you're just blessed to have him around. You yeah. know, so you just he's from Broadway and he's the best. So you're just so lucky to have him. Yeah. Um, and if he wants to produce another one of my shows, you know, I'm not going to tell a guy from Avenue Q and Renton. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. You know, he's uh, just a genius. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like, what good. else you got, Kevin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a sweetheart to work with. So, you know, he's, he's awesome. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. So, now, so you write music for other people, but you also write songs that you sing. I have a list of your songs here. Which one do you recommend we play a clip yeah. of? We have that, uh, the music from your website. So there's. Um, do you have, uh, I don't know if I sent you Falling Down the Rabbit Hole. That's when I just, I Let just see turned out I... um, a few. I don't know if you have that. No, song. I don't. I don't. I'm looking on your website, and that's uh, I don't see it on here. But there's oh. songs like "Not in Our Town," "Sweet Horror," "Mystery Guy." So should I just pick the first one, "Not in Our Town," or something, and play a little bit of that? Um, let's see if there's name some other stuff. Okay, <laughs> "Mystery Guy," uh, "Dramatic," "Hopeful," uh, "Welcome to Jersey," "Regrets," "A Good Cup of Coffee." Confusion. Okay, well, let's do Welcome to Jersey, and then I can okay. tell you that's score, so I can yeah. tell you a little bit about that. Oh, okay, it's a score, because I wanted to play one with you singing, and the first one I played was oh, Not in Our Town. Not in Our Town, that's an anti-gun song. Oh, okay, oh. so we don't want to hear that, okay. Let's <laughs> 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 down the rabbit hole, because that's all about sex, and everybody seems to like that song Okay, well, we, we'd love that one. Uh, but let's, I wonder if the rabbit hole is on my Site. I'm, I'm Maybe it is. Not. Maybe I'm not looking on the right page. Let's see, because there's also the sounds. Uh, there's a... Uh, yeah, I'm Yeah, maybe scores and songs, right. Okay. It's radio right now. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me find it real quick, and we'll see if we can find it. But there's so much stuff loaded, loading up here. No, I know. I've been writing music for, like, way too long. <laughs> yeah, I know. It takes forever for it to uh, to load, but uh, let me go back to uh, the Jersey one. Welcome to Jersey. That sounds good, but of course my browser is going to uh, crash right as I'm trying to move here because it's still loading your songs. That's right. why, you know, but from SoundCloud. But uh, okay, oh, we'll get yeah, uh, we'll get it yeah. in a minute. It's it's too many mechanics to talk about, so I'll try to get back to that page. But uh, Megan, so. Tell us, what are you, uh, I see you also work uh, for charity a little bit. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yes. that? Yeah, I have a foundation called the the, the Talk Foundation. Uh-huh. And the Talk Foundation is a foundation I came up with about 11 years ago. And I uh, interviewed uh, children with all kinds of diseases and chronically ill and terminally ill children. Um, at, and I hear what they have to say. And I, I interview them, and I have a recording studio, and I was figuring out what foundation I wanted to do. I wanted to be something that I could do, so I can record. And so I go in with my laptop and a microphone and make CDs and things for the children. And um, sometimes they want to do it with their family, sometimes with their friends, sometimes alone. And I record them, and nothing they say is 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 wrong, and it's a great thing for children because they they really want to be heard mm. and been through so much 
and, you know, people prodding them and doing all these things, and it's a great way to express themselves, and nothing they, they say can be wrong, and, and it's it's really wonderful, and sometimes they ask me back a second time, and it's, it's always great. Um, it's great results, and everybody's so thankful and appreciative, and I, I think I bring light to a dark place. Wow. That's how I look. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing, you know. Yeah, you it's really that. cool. I think that's awesome. And and if you if you want to get a hold of me and you're in Los Angeles, yeah. um and you have a child and it could be a teenager or something who who wants to talk, they can find me on my website if I could just plug that. Of course. Me. Of course. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's Megan M E G A N is in Nancy. My last name's Cavallari. It's C A V is in Victor. A L L A R I dot com. Mm-hmm. And you can just go to um, I think it's called the foundation on my on my website. Yeah. I have info. The, yeah, the foundation. My website's on there. You know, my my email's on there, and you can you can get a hold of me about right. the Talk Foundation on my website or my Twitter account, which is Cava. Um, so I'm I'm available for everyone in the Los Angeles County, and I'm right now I'm meeting with a doctor over at Children's. And we're trying to get uh, the Talk Foundation over at Children's Hospital right now. So that's it's it's always a long process when we go through hospitals because there's a lot of tape, you know, mm. a lot of tape around going into hospitals and yeah. things. So right, I travel, I travel. I'm I'm on the road traveling to different locations and different people's houses and things like that. But wow. it, that's it, so awesome. It, yeah. Do you have any time for personal life with all the stuff you do? I know. I was just about to ask you that. I was like, wait. <laughs> What, what is that? I, I said, do you have any time left for personal life with all the uh, stuff you're doing? Uh, <laughs> next question. Okay. I, have, I have a daughter. Okay, oh, well, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm wondering, if you have any time left for your I have, daughter. I have two ducks, these mallard ducks uh-huh. in my backyard. They live in my swimming pool, and they, you know, they found the vegan on the block. Uh-huh. So they're just like, they've been living there for like six months, and they're like, I think she laid her eggs, and... Um, they're two ducks, and it's their second year back, and I couldn't love them more. Wow. And you know, when I see them every day, it reminds me why I'm a vegan, because the one is one is sweet potato, and she she's like, wee, 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 and the other one's quack, and he watches over her. Yeah. And, um, and he you couldn't eat them, yeah. And he comes to the door with his beak. He, he hits the door whenever he, she's hungry with his beak. Wow, how cool is that? Yes. You see? There you go. They probably yeah, love the music, too. Guy. Right, yeah. what a man like that! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't we all? I know. Yeah, we look. I love my eleven-year-old keeps me busy, and it's it's uh, yeah. I I I, I get social <laughs> Good, good. <laughs> Be- I guess he's the, the big thing in my life right now. Yeah, I know. Megan, you know. let yeah. me play. Uh, Welcome to Jersey, real quick. It's a forty-eight second uh, score. So let's. Okay. Uh, we want to get a little bit uh, a sense of of your music. Right. So here's Welcome okay. to Jersey. This is a super cute. And I think this might be the one of me whistling. And oh, this is okay. A very, a very creepy adult t- type of David Finch kind of Morricone. Wow, I like it.
pretty That's cool. <laughs> pretty cool. And that is whistling. What's that? And yes, it's really hard to whistle in tune. Yeah, I know, but it's a, it's a good whistle. I mean, I don't think I could do that. But it's like, it's refreshing, you know? I yeah. don't hear music like that every day. It's fun. Yeah. So <laughs> did you write this for like a TV show or something? Yeah, I wrote it for uh, my director, John Hoyas. I've worked with him many, many, many times. I worked for him on that dose of Fox. And it's about these kids that's welcome to Jersey. And uh, John Hoyas came up with it. And it's about these kids from Jersey. And they, they're sort of bored and have nothing to do. And there's this guy with a uh, uh, basically white fan that has the license plate. Oh, wow. <laughs> but he's a celebrity. And he's really creepy. But the kids are like... Let's go into his, you know, white paneled, you know, you know, unmarked van because he's a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, that's the line for them. They're like, if he's celebrity, you know, that's 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 the. He, there must, you know, there, we should probably go in this van because he's a celebrity because mm -hmm. that's our value system basically. And there's this one guy, the voice of reason. I think it's Kate McCherry who's like, I don't know if I want to go in that van. But there's snacks in there, so they decide to go in this van. So anyway, it's just just this crazy, funny thing about us and celebrityism, and it's just so ridiculously fun. And of course, they don't learn their lesson. They run out of that van, and then it's another van that comes along, and they're like, "Whoa, we got a ride!" You know, so it's just it's just this thing that's is so clever, right? So fun. Sounds good. So Dark and 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 thing in the humor is dark and it's 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 just brilliant. It's John Hoyas at his at his best. I He's like a great humor. filmmaker, and I I work with him. He went to NYU too, and I I just and and I will also work with her, his uh, I think it's his roommate Adrian. Uh, uh, we did a, a great film together called um, Sex, Guns, and Drugs, and and that won so many so many awards. And he's an amazing amazing um, uh, director. I also worked with him on on the. Washington Stars commercials. So, mm. so my work usually comes from people who are just repeat, 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 or people who are friends with directors who saw my films, or people who wait for the end of the film to seek me out. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> so but really that's lucky. good. You I'm have like so, your little so family, lucky. you know. I'm all the time. <laughs> That's yeah, good. Very cool. Well, uh, Megan Cavallari, uh, everybody go out to check out her website. It's MeganCavallari.com. And you can find out, you can listen to the music and find out more about her. And you've definitely had a rich career. And we wish you continued success. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Of course. So everybody wants to get uh, in touch and also about the Talk Foundation Project. Uh, contact Perfect. Megan. And uh, yeah. And uh, of course, so Megan, thank you for joining us, and all the best to you. This thank morning. you, Megan. Thank you. Bye now. Bye, Bye. Bye. Yeah. See, that's the thing. People live on the hills here, man. I mean, it's like that—that's the goal in living in LA. I, you know? see, I don't. I disagree. Really? Because I have tons of friends, uh, a couple of friends who live up uh -huh. there. And to be honest, I just always think, God, if I drink too much or something, I would fall. <laughs> like I don't like it. I and I feel and I hate the ones that are like right there. I just like I'd rather live like in Calabasas or Brentwood or mm. like the Pal where you have a yard. Right. You know, I don't want a big yard. So you're thinking of the ones where they have the pool like right to the yeah, edge or something? Yeah, that's, I've seen. Yeah. And look, they're beautiful, but they're more modern and cold. Right. And right. I, I 
don't like. I don't think there's. But not all of them are like that. I mean, I'm well, sure you could find something. Yeah, you I, like. I no, no, I agree. But yeah. I personally don't. I'd rather live you like, don't like in an exclusive like like the Bel Air neighborhood. You know those like right, I like enclosed. that. To me, that's cool. But mm. up in a hill, I don't. I personally don't really mm. care yeah. for that. Now, what about the view and everything? That doesn't yeah, matter so to you. View, I can see the view anytime I want. You could go. <laughs> you could see a view. Go to go to your friend's house. But yeah. I, I mean, I'd have. I'd rather have. Lots of landfill home, and not those homes are beautiful. Right. I just prefer not to be up in the hills. Up in the hills, okay. I yeah. guess some people prefer not to. I yeah. didn't think about that, but okay. But they're I'll, beautiful. Don't get me wrong. That. It's just everybody yeah. has a preference. No, that's true. So you would live like in Calabasas if money was no factor for you. Uh, yeah, or Bel Air. I like Bel Air. I like Bel-Air Brentwood. Cool, um, yeah. I like I like that those there. I love the Palisades. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bel Air is on the hills, though. Well, right? some yeah, but some of them are. But you still have like a you know yeah like nice, neighborhoods. Yeah, it's like a neighborhood or like the Beverly be Park. The like they like you go. It's a gated community, but it's right. gorgeous, and you, you have a great, beautiful view. But you have a yard, and you're not like up here, and the really? house isn't all. It's <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I know. Um, but it, it's nice. It's nice to uh, read stuff. I mean, you can see a lot of when you travel on Mulholland. Absolutely. And stuff, right? I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I like those um, not off a cliff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I hear what um, you're so saying. So I like that. But don't get me wrong. I love going to like parties and all there. It's fun. But I just don't think I'd like to live yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, no, you're thinking of the houses on the edge of of the hill, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of them that are not. Yeah. I, no. I, yes. Right? I like the ones that are not. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you on that one. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, let's see what else is going on. Well, I'm in Turkey. Yeah. Oh, and gosh, uh, I don't care much about Turkey, but uh, and uh, you know, terror everywhere, and nobody is uh, seems to really be prepared for it. If it's still happening. Then uh, something is wrong. Yeah, something's wrong. Something's but, wrong. It's yeah, just, it's but it's hard. It's so hard to. Just uh, like sad. <laughs> a lot. I mean, each one of those deserves a big conversation. But um, which one am I going to choose here? Well, a quick <laughs> one is Lisa Marie Presley is getting divorced from her fourth husband. Oh, I think I saw something like that. Yeah. What does it say? His name is uh, Michael Lockwood. I don't know him. I guess he's a musician. He looks like a country singer or something. I don't know. Hmm. But they've been married for 10 years and uh, that's it. And they have, uh, let's see, the the parents of seven-year-old twin daughters. Yeah. Four times? The first time was uh, Danny Keough. I don't know who that is, but she's got a kid from him uh, then Michael Jackson of course she married him and Nicolas Cage which oh, we forgot, forgot about, about totally right? forgot about that I know I wonder how long she was married to him yeah yeah didn't she come out and say like when after the whole Michael Jackson thing like she was like she married him she was promised a music career and a contract and all this oh, stuff oh really oh yeah it was oh, a big thing she admitted it. she was like yeah they were supposed to help me like it yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure there was some kind of reason for her to do this I mean it yeah. was crazy you know yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> now they're talking about uh, let's do another short one real quick uh, insurance companies won't pay for women to have pleasurable sex and what that's the headline what they're saying is there's Viagra for women now it's called Addy or something and uh, so I guess Viagra is dispensed by insurance companies I remember in the beginning when it first came out Gee, I don't know what it was, 20 years ago or so. Uh, I remember that 
they said that insurance companies won't cover it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not like life a critical thing or something. But uh, but apparently now they're saying that they do uh, prescribe it to men, but not but not the Viagra for women. Well, maybe because it's still to. new. Okay, so they do have uh, some reasons they're saying why uh, they won't do it, and. They're saying, first of all, the insurance company is saying the drug uh, isn't approved to treat sexual problems and can have devastating side effects. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so and then they're saying the third reason is uh, because her libido appeared to be a side effect of medication she's taking. Now that's something's wrong with that wait, because her, her libido was was uh, diminished diminished because oh, yeah. well, she was like taking antidepressants. Oh, absolutely, that's yeah, right. That's one. what that's, happens. That's why a lot of people they say unfortunately a lot of people just quit it cold turkey. And I know people personally who did, and and they go it gets really bad because they didn't wing off of it. But it's the number one side effect of an antidepressant. It delays Most people orgasms. Get it. It's like you can get aroused, but it delays your right. orgasm, or you can't get hard. You yeah. know, for for men, yeah. or stay hard and stuff. And I know because I'm taking antidepressants, but uh, I've taken them for a long time, so it's sort of like uh, it's got better. I've learned how to deal with it and stuff. But God, it used to be frustrating. Yeah. So uh, if they can uh, make an antidepressant that wouldn't affect people like that, I think a lot yeah. more people would be happy. You know. I know. Well, there are some. Uh, I think there's a well, the one SSRIs or two. Guys do that. Yeah, the SSRIs, but you know what most of them do, really. Although most of the antidepressants today are SSRIs, but uh, no, there a lot of them are not SSRIs. No, like but I think most of them are. Like I don't know. The, well, the today. ones that are for anxiety slash depression are usually SSRIs, like the Zolofs and the Lexapros and the Prozacs, things like that. But like Welbutrin and all that stuff, that's in a, a kind of a different family. That does not affect right your sex exactly. Drive. And well, but- yeah, that doesn't affect your sex drive, but it made me nuts that well, yeah. Well, but- that's what I'm saying. Everybody's body reacts to it differently, right. you know. One of my friends is on Wellbutrin, and she loves it. Like really? it, it does wonders for her. So wow. she says, you yeah. know, I, I never knew it her does before. work for some people. You know, I didn't know her before, um, so I don't know. But right. she, you know, she's great on it. She says she's no sexual problems. She's lucky. And, yeah. Well, maybe it's not that she's lucky. It's just maybe it worked for her. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. she's lucky in that way. Yeah. That it doesn't work for her. It didn't work for me. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, quitting your antidepressants is the craziest thing you can do. And many people do this because they think, oh, I'm feeling better. I don't need the medication. Mm-hmm. But you're feeling better because you're taking the medication. Right. You know? Right. And then they stop. I tried once or twice to stop also because of the side effect. And did you do it like cold turkey or did you? No, I actually reduced it, but not uh, as slowly as the doctor recommended. Oh, uh, okay. So I did like within a week or something. Oh, shit. That's still yeah. like really quick depending on how long you were before. It is. You have to really take your and time. And I crashed, that. man. I crashed. I get so depressed and shit. So I, uh, so I went back on them and I said, the hell with it. Do you ever think of like getting off but doing it just like he suggests? And, and see if that works for you? Oh, uh, I know it won't. I've tried it several times in my life. I but, have I have bipolar disorder, so okay, it doesn't it matter is, what okay. happens. Gotcha. It's not like it's occasional, you know? But, okay. And yeah, and to me, it's like, you know, I either get angry or I get, like, uh, depressed and things like oh, okay. that. Okay, yeah, yeah, I miss, uh, yeah that's, that's a really tough. I'm sorry you yeah. go through that. No, problem. so I take, like, three medications, and you can... T- you can pretty much be safe to say it's going to have side effects is you know? it though the the uh the one for bipolar is not an ssri uh well it, it depends doesn't affect your sex drive it depends i i'm taking lexapro 
which I think is an SSRI. I'm not sure. but um, And then I'm taking a mood stabilizer called Lamectol. And then I'm taking Abilify also, which is an antidepressant. So, but uh, don't you think you should just be on something that is strictly for bipolar? Well, that's what it is. Bipolar requires a cocktail. Really? Yeah, that's I, why. I hadn't that's why I have a guy, and he had one, and he was phenomenal. It could on be it. different. No. Look, okay, yeah, you're right. I, I can know. tell you that in my years, it took me 15 years to, to finally figure it out. Oh, to finally man. feel better, and that's because everybody always thought I just had depression, and they gave me Prozac oh, and Zoloft gotcha. and all that stuff, and it's not enough. You got to mix them up, and until the, the a new doctor, I mean, I'd been through a few doctors, but at least, until finally one found the right cocktail. And ever since I've been going to different doctors, but they always keep me on the same right. thing because it works. Right. It works, you know. I mean, yeah, and the funny thing is people tell me, they go, oh, you're the mellowest, uh, you know, uh, person we know. And it's like, yeah, I've, I've become like that, but I'm not. <laughs> right. I like, wasn't like that without medication. That's so funny. <laughs> you know, I mean, I used to hate myself of how angry I would get at drivers and, and at little things. I'd drop something and I'd lose it, you know? Yeah. I'd like say, it's like overreaction, you know? You don't have any... Uh, any priorities to how frustrating something is, you know? Because, I mean, something big you get really upset about. Something small you get a little upset about. But I, for me, it was all the same. Do you get frustrated when people sit there and think they're bipolar or not? or And, and you're like, you have no idea? Like no, one time I no, thought I was and the doctor me. was like, honey, I, I deal with that all the time. You're not. You're just emotional. Yeah. You're sensitive. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is... And plus, I think I, I have everything, like which that, means yeah. I'm OCD because I'm the biggest hypochondriac there is. Really? So it's like if I hear this... and I studied psychology in college so it's so funny because you think like it's just interesting but um no like i i know like i would be upset if i'm for myself speaking if if i like for you it's like you hear all these people they're like oh i'm bipolar because i have a a mood i'm like that doesn't mean you're bipolar like maybe you were just uh, more sensitive or you have pms and or you just are more angry but some people like you say it's a whole different level like i knew one of the persons bipolar and i saw the difference and i'm like okay no i mean but i can tell you bipolar is a lot worse than just depression because uh, you drive everybody crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and some bi- bipolars, they just, they have that manic episodes where they're up for days, they spend a lot of money, they do this thing. That's not me. For me, it's oh. like irritation, irritability, you know? So there's different kinds. It's called mixed states. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't yeah. know this. Okay. Yeah. I'm liking this. This is educational. Yeah, no, it is. So, you know, so you have a situation where, and that's why bipolar is dangerous. And, really? and there's more suicides by bipolar people than anything else because let me tell you why when you're very depressed uh you might be depressed and you might want to kill yourself but sometimes you're too even like depressed to do it Mm -hmm. you know you can't like bring yourself to do it when you're like manic and you're angry and depressed at the same time believe me you can do it easily oh i see and yeah Yeah. i mean i've been suicidal like ideation i never really did anything and i don't think i ever would but god knows there was a lot of times when i just wanted to die because it becomes physically painful almost yeah you know you feel pain you want people to understand your pain and nobody does right you know so no therapy no nothing will help you until you get stabilized on medication 
And don't ever give up on it. You know, just switch doctors, try different dosages, try different uh, things, get second and third opinions, yeah. you know, until you finally find the right thing. But don't ever give up because with all mental illness, there's, uh, there's help. Do they do they like have a test for how do they prove it? They just you no, it's a diagnosis. They just go no, based know, on what you I tell. I know, but I know, like with ADHD and all that, they make you take a test. No, they do. Some some doctors like they have you mo- or like to monitor you, so you have to take like an online test every few days. Like, how am I feeling? Where's you know, on one to ten, where's my thing? What am I thinking? Yeah, so they have that. Stuff right. Too. Oh, I just they didn't do. know. I'm just just curious of how they you know go about it. Yeah. No, I, plus, yeah, based on your history, you know, I mean, I tell them, look, I've been going to psychiatrists for 15, 20 years, nothing happens, you know, they tried everything, nothing really works, and so the diagnosis is important, you know. Right. My daughter, the same way, I mean, because yeah, bipolar is is pretty hereditary, and I've had this in my family uh, quite a bit, and my daughter got it too, but nobody ever diagnosed her as that, so she went around. Can you notice when people have it? Like, did you notice it in her? Um... Well, the, the thing she was describing, yeah, you know, I mean, the depression is very deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we're totally out of time. We oh can continue talking <laughs> yeah. about this. I know. I wanted to talk about the swimsuit uh, portion of Miss Teen USA that <laughs> they took out. Did. They took out. No I more. I, yeah. I oh. So maybe we'll talk about yeah, that we'll yesterday. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, don't. Yeah, I'm not that sexualized, so don't. No, I know uh, it's just so much fun. To I like love to pick on you. We I like know. to pick on you. I love sex. I mean, what the hell? Here you know? I'm not embarrassed <laughs> by it at it. all. It's just like it's our thing to pick on you about. It's cute. I know, I know. <laughs> all right, folks. Tomorrow we're tomorrow. gonna have a great show. Oh, we'll we have will. great guests, and so join us tomorrow. Until then, see you and have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Listening to Sam in the Morning with Cherie right here on LA Talk Radio.